the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Our number. Come on out here. There are lots of people here today here at Millburgers doing some shopping. They all enjoy David Rodriguez. David was getting lots lots of uh, compliments from folks who came by, and uh, were giving me the big thumbs up as he was walking around. And we had questions about bugs and stuff and the person in san antonio to go to when you got that or bear county is molly keck and we got molly on the line hi molly hi guys thanks for having me how how are you doing i'm doing great how are y'all doing good there's a lot of butterflies butterflying around what are those little guys (laughs) yeah there are quite a few um it's the time of year that we're seeing the snout nose butterflies flying and uh, we, uh, when when should we expect the monarchs coming through, Molly? Soon? Uh, yeah, I would think pretty soon. Um, I always have to look up the monarch migration to know the exact time of year, but um, but they should also be following pretty soon. Also, a lot of people think these snout-nosed butterflies are monarchs, but they're quite a bit smaller and not oh, as gosh, yeah. colorful. And they litter my windshield. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Don't go wash your car. And they—I didn't realize this is stupid. How high they get? So we're we're twelve stories up, and they hit our window. Mm-hmm. It's it, little snout-nosed guys. Um, and <laughs> where where are they going? They're not going anywhere. They're not migrating. They just all emerged at the same time, and sort of sort of like lemmings, huh? Yeah, yeah. Huh. They're not, they seem like they might be going in a direction, but I think it's just the wind that's pulling them. But it's not a directional migration. It's just a mass emergence. Is that the one that feeds on hackberries? They do feed on hackberries. Oh, okay. Way to go, Trace. Yeah. Trace knows his butterflies. Mm. Um, Thank you. Well, and I also learned that if you have questions on worms, that worms are not insects. I knew they Correct. weren't, but, I, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, Molly, did you have any? Calvin, Calvin is saying that worms are contributing to climate change. Well, I think that you know we in the old days we used to think that it was everything about a, a worm was positive, you know. And but now that uh, worms are invasive in some places, and they and they uh, do change the carbon 
usage. And uh, so it is a question that's brought up about whether it is desirable to have them, their range spread. And that's what I was, ho- I was hoping um, Molly had dug into that a little bit or had uh, yeah, heard, heard, heard that discussion and had, could give us some clarification. I, I had not heard, I had not heard the discussion on the the increase of of, of I guess CO2 um, but there are species of of predatory worms there's like the flat-headed worm and then there's um, a giant african worm or something like that that's invasive and not native and um, a lot of people will will send pictures you, it's real common to find that flat-headed worm in your landscape they're they're known to be kind of all throughout Texas and definitely here in San Antonio. And the, they're not so desirable because they predate upon earthworms. So if you like them... For oh, is that the one that we call fairy. a fluke? I I think some people do call them flukes, but they're not... I, I don't know my worms. I don't think they're technically a fluke, but I, I don't know for sure. Poor Molly. You're doing a great job. We wouldn't have known <laughs> that you that worms were not your specialty. Um, I can, Molly, I can what, make it. <laughs> what is, tell us your exact title because I've found different things online and then what's going on uh, with with what you got going on uh, well my title is with, with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service is um, Integrated Pest Management Program Specialist okay that's and what I found that's the official title but um, I am a board certified entomologist so what are folks and are what are you getting other calls about now? Um, a lot of ants. A lot of people are dealing with ants right now. It rained and so oh. ants and termites both will swarm. They and if we think about it, it's been so dry that once it rains they like to swarm and they are just taking advantage of that situation. So people are dealing with ants right now. Um, I'd say that's probably the big one, the big question I've been getting. Wow. So what kind of advice do you give on ant control? Well, it just depends on the species. So bring them into the office, and I can get them identified. And once you know what they are, then you know if they're even something to be worried about or exactly what to do about them because we've been seeing some some ant species that that are not normally seen. Like lots and lots of people are are finding army ants, that they're, they're coming up above ground because it was so dry. And so they're like, they'll come up between their up against the pipes and find them in the bathroom and things like that. And army ants are kind of just what you would imagine. There's massive amounts of them just hiding, and they'll be like under your bath mat or something like that. And so they're frightening and concerning, but, you know, it's a fluke incident. It probably will never happen again. What what kind of termites would we be looking for and the signs that, uh, that we need to be calling somebody on them? Um, well, you any any termites really? There's some desert or agricultural termites which you, will make cubes up your grass, blades of grass, and those you don't have to worry about. Um, but you have, you know, by the naked eye, it's really hard to tell what exactly the termite is. So if you find termites, get them identified. That's always safe. So you know, you're looking for mud seeds going up from the ground, up your foundation, up into your house, damage to wood. Termites always have mud associated with their damage. So if it's clean with the grain, it's probably carpenter ants. But if it's muddy in there and there's lots of dirt packed in, then that's probably termites. Um, and, you know, the, the big key is 
don't let wood sit on the ground for a long period of time because that's only going to draw them. How about the uh, the issue of uh, mosquitoes? One of the things that when we talk about uh, supporting the initiatives on monarch butterflies, we always have to bring up the uh, controlling mosquitoes without um, at- attacking the monarch uh, mig- migratory bur- um, butterflies. Are, is there is there developments there, or wh- how? What kind of a philosophy or a guidance or is A and M following and to control the mosquitoes as necessary to protect everybody, but also to minimize damage to uh, butterflies, particularly monarchs. Yeah, well, I mean, we've always um, been proponents of, of integrated pest management and finding the source. And for mosquitoes, especially if you're only focusing on killing the adults, you are—it's a last-ditch resort effort. You know, it's it's not that effective. They fly away. It's really hard to come in contact with them. And like you said, other things get impacted by those pesticides. So the best thing to do is find the source, which is always a water source. They spend all of their life, except for the part of the life that you don't like, which is when they bite us, in the water. They lay their eggs in the water. Their larvae are in the water. So are the pupa. Only the adults are flying. And it's a lot easier to target, reduce the water, treat the water. And we have methods to treat the water that only affect the mosquitoes. So reducing water and reducing those sources is um, what we really try to push and, and have people and cities and municipalities that treat for mosquitoes focus on as opposed to driving down and fogging with the truck. Sometimes that's necessary when you have big outbreaks, but if you're controlling the water sources and treating them, then you have far fewer adults flying around that are in Very cool. Molly, do you have any programs coming up that you want to promote while we got you? Anything where people can learn more about uh, the things that are bugging them or the things that are, are good for them in sick wise. I do have a couple things. I've got um, fall is for planting, but fall is also for beekeeping. It's the time to start oh. thinking about it if that's what you want to do in the spring because everyone wants to, everyone thinks about it in the spring, but now you've got to wait a whole year before bees are available for you to purchase. So fall is a great time to think about that and take some classes. We have a class coming up September 30th um, in person. And then we have, um, I'm also offering it virtually for those that maybe are out of town or just don't want to come waste the whole Friday with me. Um, And we get to put on a bee suit and we have a field day where you put on a bee suit, open up a hive, touch the things, use the tools, find the queen. So if if you've ever thought about beekeeping, take a class first so you know if it's really for you. Are are more and more people doing that? I kind of get the idea so, there are. Yes, it's definitely definitely a trend, um, and, and that's a good thing. And I mean, you, if you have acres, then you can use bees for an ag exemption for your property taxes. Um, but a lot of people just want to do it for environmental stewardship. They want to help the bees and increase pollination. Cool. And where, where do they find out information about that? You can go to um, our website. It's there, B-E-X-A-R-T-X dot c-a-m-u dot e-d-u or just google texas a&m agri-life bear county and um, you should be able to find our website and find it under the events page or um, what's coming up um, we have it kind of stuck in a few places 
Um, Molly, we, we need your help now that there's someone here who wasn't talking before. Um, would you find it um, disturbing if you found out that someone was actually raising pet roaches in their house and uh, when I do the uh, Spider-Man commercial, uh, it's like, no, no, no one's coming after my roaches. I'm, I'm raising them. They watch TV with me. They, we all sit down and watch stuff. I'm going to have to get some of her giant roaches. Oh, oh yeah, she has the Madagascar. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, I've got some roaches that I, that I have in, in the on. office, not oh. at home. You bossy today. Well, you want to hear what she's saying. He didn't have his headphones on, Molly. He's only been in this for I don't know how many years. There we go. So, so, so can, that, you, can you loan Jerry some of those? Uh, his, his smaller sure. ones are going to feel lonely. Well, now now that I'm older, it's harder to kill the uh, regular roaches with my walking cane. So he's embraced them. <laughs> oh, so you want a roach you can kill? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Molly, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. That was great. We'll Thank we'll get back guys. with you. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Right. Bye, bye, Molly. All right. 210-308-8867. So, yeah, go to Bear County and Texas AgriLife, and you'll find out all the things that are going on. Uh, and you can send your roaches directly to Jerry. Did you want to? you want to? The big ones, yeah. Okay. So I, I kind of <laughs> like that bee thing for uh, – for reducing your property taxes. Yeah, it's the, it's considered a. Um, it's a hobby, and it save it could save you money in the long run. Yeah, and the world. Yeah, <laughs> we need, need those pollinators because when you start to read articles about pollinators and if they go away, the impact it's not a happy thing. Uh, well, Trace, what's going on? David did a great job. He did. We had uh, thirty plus. Whoa, that's good. Yeah, they learned a lot. Uh, we got. A, Decent selection of cool weather vegetables, which I was a little worried about in the middle of the week, but uh, we got there. And it will only get better as we cool off. And, again, I, I just want to make sure, was David the only person down there? David was the only person speaking. speaking. Okay, because we got a guy that came by, and he said hi to us. Well, he said hi to me. And, you know, hey, you know, enjoy the show. And he said, and there's a guy down there doing a great job talking about gardening. Is that David? Must have, must have been David or somebody related to David. Oh, maybe so. Huh? Related. No, we, we, he gave him a nice compliment. Said he was doing a great job. Really knew what he was talking about. So He pretends well. <laughs> That's right. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And by the way, you can keep up with all the things happening at Millburgers when you go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. Um, all right, Trace, what else is going on as uh, Jerry gets settled in Calvin? It's a little ghoulish around here. Is it getting a little it ghoulish? Uh-oh. So uh, we've got our maize up. It's, yeah. It's not traditional. Oh. Because there is a hay shortage. Okay. So we do have somebody bailing us some hay, but we couldn't wait for it to show up to start because otherwise it would already be October. So um, we have made a pallet maze. Oh, how neat. And, uh, <laughs> so it's actually pretty cool looking. It's different. And then we are going to subsidize it with the bales of hay when they show up. Okay. With the rain. That's that's. I thought we were getting well, rain on the 15th. So the rain is why we don't already have it. Oh, is it really? <laughs> so, uh, again, shortage. We actually found a, a gentleman that had uh, round bales. And he was willing, for a price, to 
bust them open and turn them into square little square bales. Oh my goodness! So uh, we are going to have hay uh, pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, there's a rumor that there may be a dragon on the property. Uh, that is a uh, substantiated. Oh, we rumor. have a dr- we have a dragon. We have now. a dragon. It is not where you can well you can see it. But okay. It's not out on uh, where anybody else can. It's electric. Okay. So oh. with all the rain, there's no sense in no, that's it in point. and out, in and out. So we've got everything up. Now we're just going to start decorating. So we always start okay. with the non-electrical items first. That's smart. And uh, that way we limit ourselves to hopefully uh, just October and having to cover and move the electrical things in. Well, what's that mean? You generally send Milton around to check everything yeah, just on the electrical stuff. Well, I'm, I'm going to send him through the pallets to find any splinters that we might have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do, I'll do it for you. Are they going to lay flat or are they going to be on the side? They're up there. Well, they're already up. So, uh, oh, on the side. If you, want to, if you want to go look, um, yeah. it's not open to the public yet, but you can it, see it. It looks like a uh, far west uh, ghost town. <laughs> now, I already okay. told them they're going to eliminate one entrance and at least one exit. So they made a few too many entrances and exits. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we will make it uh, uh, with a totally different mindset this year. There you go. Very cool. Well, if you guys uh, get beyond... The uh, Halloween decorations. Yeah. We also got, as as was mentioned, we have a a good selection of uh, the winter vegetables, fall vegetable transplants, and then also the uh, monarch butterfly uh, nectar uh, foods. Jerry will be happy to know we did not get our kale shipment. Oh, <laughs> but, interesting! But I promise to fix that hopefully next week. <laughs> With Inter- more double interesting kill. that you mentioned that because I found a complete write-up, a very extensive write-up on the nutrition and oh, good minerals in kale. Now there's there's at least two varieties College. of kale over there. Well, I, I was told that they didn't ship them. I have to go look. Oh, but they're—I mean—they <laughs> look like the remnants. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I, I didn't get my new shipment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and but the uh, and the lots of other all the other greens. The only the only one I didn't fi- find there was broccoli. Yes, that was also uh, yes. Okay. But they look good. Yeah, I I got a question. <laughs> What's up? Hi, wait, wait, we can. Oh. What do you need, ma'am? We can answer questions. No, no. Uh, okay, in fact, we can... There's one out. There's one out. No. Stop it. There's one out there, two inside. All right, we have uh, Charles on the line at 210-308-8867. How can we help you, Charles? Um, I've got a garden, one of those bag bed gardens. It's a, a pretty good size, but it's completely overrun with grasses and weeds. What can I apply get rid of those grasses and weeds and still use it as a vegetable garden. When what is it? What kind of bed is it? Raised bed. It's a it, it's like a small raised bed, that, but it's one of those bag beds, you know, that they have out now. Uh, I would oh. pull what I could pull, and then what does uh, probably plant your plants. And there are some uh, some products that are safe to spray around vegetables that will kill grasses. So if you could get 
the broadleaf stuff out for sure. Pull as much of the grass as you can. Do whatever planting you want to do. And then uh, we carry, I think it's called Over the Top, I think is the name on yeah. it. And that is uh, a herbicide for grasses. I mean, targets mostly Bermuda, but it would do other ones. Uh, and it is vegetable approved. And you can actually, if you uh, are confident that it's doing its job, if you see the color change, you can actually plant into that, uh, into that uh, before it shows the complete yeah. kill. Do you have it planted? Any? Have you planted anything in there yet? No, uh, nature planted it for me, so it's just full of weeds and grass. Okay, I'd just go ahead and use uh, glyphosate. Roundup. So if you're going to use a Roundup product, uh, make sure you get one that has the blue lid because that's just glyphosate only. Some of the other ones have some other chemicals in there. Yeah. And, and if you do use that, you, you'll probably know within two days or three days if it's going yeah. to take. The, the hotter it is, the faster it's going to react. And then and then it's safe to plant oh, yeah. vegetables the, the, in it. The one with the blue lid, yes. Okay. Yeah. How long do you wait after you apply it to garden plant your garden well i wait i just waited uh uh three days just to verify that i had a, a good kill, kill. yeah oh, okay yeah. all right whatever whatever does come back through later on we can deal with with that uh that other post-emergent very good thank you gentlemen thank, thank you, you charles all right, 210-308-8867, another product that you'll find here at Millburgers is the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. If you want to make sure that you're watering efficiently and effectively, the Tree Hugger Sprinklers allow you to do that. They open up. It's a it's a hard plastic with a hinge on it. It opens up. I won't do the sound since Thank y'all you. gave me so much grief about it. <laughs> and then it closes around the, uh, the, the trunk of the tree. It hugs the tree. And, uh, you I can, want to hear the sound. Oh, okay. Urgh. Halloweenish. Yeah, it does sound kind of Halloweenish. That's plastic. Yeah, it is plastic. So Have you ever heard of plastic tweak <laughs> like that? <laughs> okay, uh, you can turn it up just a little bit to water the uh, uh, the um, the ball, uh, the root ball. Uh, there it is. There, it is. Al's back at the station opening up his. And uh, I was trying to figure out uh, what tra- kind of traffic it was <laughs> on the road. There was. And uh, or there's the uh, if you want to water the um, the drip line, you just turn it up a little more. And uh, there's three different sizes: seven inch, eleven inch, and fifteen inch. And uh, you'll like it. I use mine actually in a variety of different ways. Um, like on our watering day, I used mine and turned it up about halfway so I could water little areas and then move it. And it does a good job. Um, so lots yeah. of uses, and uh, you'll find it here at Millburgers. You'll find it at HEB. It's Tree Hugger Sprinklers at treehuggersprinklers.com. We are going to take a quick break and come back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And the only thing I can hold on to is this bottle in my hand. I know I'll never Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, well, if any of those bugs uh, are bugging you uh, that Molly talked about, uh, give Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. And I know that uh, Warren always talks uh, uh, about Molly and very kindly and stuff, so I think there's a, 
He, you know, Warren wants to do what's right, wants to do what's effective, wants to do what works, what makes his customers happy, what gets rid of those things that are bugging you. So uh, he's very knowledgeable. In fact, he's been doing this since 1976. So if you've got a problem with uh, something, uh, except those uh, Madagascar cockroaches. I don't know if you got that. You need to call Jerry. Otherwise, call Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com, where you can read all the great reviews. GoSpiderManPest.com. Is that 45 years? I don't, I don't want to do the math. I just did. I think it's 45 uh, years. Just, uh, it doesn't seem that long ago. There's a, there's a meme that... Um, that is on uh, Facebook every now and then. It says, you know, someone said, yeah, it's, that was 30 years ago. And I immediately think, oh, the, yeah, the 1970s. No. no. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was not. But anyway, all right. 210-308-8867. All right. What we else? haven't, we haven't mentioned a, in a while those, those huge uh, fire firebush plants. Did you see those, Jerry? Up at the end of the road? I mean, they're about this this tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And full bloom, and that's that that that's yeah. our traditional and then one. And larger isn't it? containers too. Huge. That you just put on the patio. Yeah, instant uh, uh, hummingbird competition, and and also it turns maroon in the in the fall. Yeah. Gosh, they look good though. Yeah. And lots of lots of blooms. I was. Uh, you know, on my patio, I have a debate about what what attracts the, the most uh, pollinators, that the big fire bush or, or my uh, porter weed. But if you got a big uh, fire bush like that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really, really does, the, does yeah. the job. It's got a lot of blooms on it, a little bloom. I think everybody needs one of each. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And uh, there, there's an advantage. Of uh, it's kind of fun to watch. Oh, and uh, as long as we're talking about the birds, uh, the Orioles are uh, uh, a lot of gardeners are reporting that the Orioles are are uh, around in the neighborhoods. The and, colorful uh, ones. Yeah, gosh, the 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 male Baltimore Oriole is hard to yeah. match, and they're with you. And on my neighborhood, they're they're with the young and the and the female and everything, and they're they're real bold. And if you've got <laughs> uh, water, mm-hmm. you're going to see them there. But they also are are into uh, berries and uh, uh, they'll even eat some seeds, some insects too. So Good. keep your eyes open for those uh, that bright bright orange with uh, black hood. Uh, Baltimore Orioles. Are they uh, playing the Astros anytime soon? I thought Jerry was done at that other end of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that looks great around town, it's always fun to see what's blooming, is crepe myrtles are having a second uh, spectacular showing. Are you getting any more crepe myrtles? And- Am I, am I planting more? No. Well, remember I kept saying I see them blooming, and you're like, not in my neighborhood, not in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, they are doing a pretty good job of blooming right There's now. some pretty reds and pinks yeah. I've seen. So we did something we hadn't done ever in our ad. Oh, my gosh. So uh, you may want to read it on there, but the, the bald and burlap crepe myrtles for, yeah. a, couple, for a couple of years have been ta- not tagged as installed. 
So this week, they are installed for the price oh, on wow. the tree. Yeah, that's what I've got in front of me. I was getting ready to ask you about that. I didn't think I'd ever seen that happen before. Now, yeah. does that mean, Trace, they would that the installers would dig in Jer- like soil like Jerry's? And <laughs> well, there's a little clause in yeah, there. Says Some all stipulations apply or something. Some exclusions apply. Yes, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's things. I mean, if we got to take down fences, obviously that's going to cost more. If we have to... <laughs> Use a jackhammer, that's going to cost more. So <laughs> basic, just pull it up, unload it, dig a hole, put it in the ground. The price that's on it is the price installed. Okay. And then... That's on the bottom burlap, $299.99 to $599.99. And then if you just, if you don't want it installed? If you're doing a cash and carry, we did them 20% off. Okay. You ain't doing no carry on these, are you? They're pretty big. Oh, uh, yes. Well, we did some yesterday, so, yeah. Uh, they pe- came in a truck and a got tra- Trailer. Trailer? Yep. <laughs> if, you, if, they, if, they, if you're going to do the cash and carry, you better bring three or four gorillas with you to help you load that ball. No, we'll load it. They just have to figure out how to unload uh, <laughs> it. Well, we, we got some for our uh, Education Resource Center. Um, bought some from... <laughs> Some trees here to uh, meet the requirements of uh, of uh, new shade trees, and uh, we got those planted this morning too. So we're getting into. Did you dig the hole, Calvin? I helped dig the hole, but Did uh, you? luckily, luckily we had a neighbor had a front, that, front that had a, one of those uh, riding. Uh, yeah, back uh, oh yeah. So he he did the majority. It's it's just so deceptive. You look at the that soil with the all those little rocks and pebbles in it, and you say, "We should be able to dig." We've had at least four or five neighbors neighbors do that, where they they show up with their shovels and their their sun hats. And there you go. And uh, and then now I appreciate when Jerry keeps saying solid rock. <laughs> Doesn't have to be solid rock. It's like solid yeah, rock when yeah. it's that cleachy and uh, and rock. Regular rock. Yeah, but that also makes me appreciate the our workmen here, the folks, the skilled uh, workmen in in the San Antonio area with their with their long spade shovels. Oh yeah, like the plumbers and sharp dude, sharp yeah. shooter. Uh, it's amazing how uh, skillful they've gotten with those. Those shovels and uh, mm-hmm. they they actually can dig those those holes and they don't talk about it they just do it you know so <laughs> but but uh, you need to if you're if you got a serious tree you want to be planted this is a good a good time to think about planting it but also think about that service that Trace was talking about because that that's not easy to get those uh, planted planted in a satisfactory manner so that they have a good chance of surviving. And I guess you got uh, all varieties or some varieties? Or? Uh, there's like 10, 10 different varieties. Wow. Uh, I think 15 foot is the, the shortest growing. Yeah. Uh, on up to Natchez, which oh, could, Lord. could be 25, 25 to 40. Yeah. But... Uh, You've also, for those of us who uh, don't want a big one and have a small backyard, you've got some that we can plant. I mean, the homeowner can plant purple. That purple. We do. Pretty. Blooming. 
right at the entrance here in Millburgers and full of blooms, just full of blooms. And uh, I don't know what purple it is, but uh, it looks good. Well, and while they're looking at that purple, then they they can also looking at that firebush, which generally we I I guess I would recommend you leave it in a container because mm-hmm. it's so easy so easy to manage in a container like that compared to in the landscape. Yeah, where you where it goes wild and grows huge a firebush, <laughs> but in a container it just every year the same size, very attractive. And uh, doesn't get doesn't get very much height on it no, in a container. No, no, yeah, three foot, three and a half foot is yeah. about it. And it has a round shape. A yeah, colorful, colorful it does. And then that maroon uh, foliage coloring yeah. and coloring yeah. that you talked about. Fall. That that's you know we talk about the the blooms and the nectar and yeah. uh, attracts the hummingbirds and everything, but also just in in the in the fall. On the patio, yeah. it's very attractive. That period it goes through with the changes in colors, yeah. and then it freezes back, comes back next spring, late next spring. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about pruning it, do you? Do we have a diagram on uh, pruning firebush on a website? Yeah, you step on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have oh, a picture of that. Is that the one you that. drive your truck over? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just step on mine. Man. Okay. <laughs> It's probably easy. But I have the dwarf firebush. Oh, okay. So even in the ground, it doesn't get much more than about three feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how they snap off? It's, uh, yeah, it's I mean, a Rice Krispie sound. <laughs> Was it most, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, most, wow. most plants like that, when you uh, after they've gone dormant and you step on them, they'll just uh, bend over and... Well, and you're and you're tangled uh, tangled up for the next half hour <laughs> trying to get out of there. But uh, firebush, once it dries out, after it goes dormant, it snaps off. Okay. It just breaks off. But uh, I'm sure people, most people, just use the uh, pruning shears and whatever. They're easy to easy to cut because they're dry and brittle. It's an easy cut. But uh, we had a big planting over over at our greenhouse, and uh, we just drove the truck over them, and they'd snap off until and they got bigger. I was in the truck with Jerry, and I thought he was just fine, had uh, gone on, unconscious, but he was actually <laughs> managing his firebush. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good plant, and... Uh, Let's see, they're, they're sold here as, uh, don't they sell that as Mexican firebush, the big one? Uh, that's one name, Amelia Pat- Patton. This is yeah, that's a genus species. But uh, The average person just says, give me some of that firebush. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's a good plant. Came from, we saw it in Laredo the first time at Gentry's. Uh, garden center there in Laredo. And is all that yellow out there? Is that Thoralis? What is all that yellow? Which is there is Thoralis. And what about there? That's Thoralis. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, Thoralis is in, in our neighborhood uh, quit blooming during oh, that uh, lack of rain, and now after the rain, it's back. Oh, is that right? Back blooming, and so is the Esperanza. Oh, good. Yeah, so. 
I, I, that uh, 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 flare hibiscus is still making a liar out of me right there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, the new new plants that uh, I thought might wait, <laughs> might be late for them to put it, but that, that's worked out extremely good. Uh, fall bloomer. Uh, hibiscus tends to go dormant in the in the late in the late fall and uh, sometimes lose all, all its leaves even in a greenhouse it, it, it loses its leaves according to photo period or light even in the greenhouse but uh, sometimes when you've got a young plant like that like they have here and they're in there in three gallon uh, they'll retain their foliage through the winter, through the short uh, daily uh, period. Uh, that happened with uh, more grande when we first did more grande, and uh, the the people uh, kind of messes up your management plans. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we were we were started with uh, getting the more grande plants short. Uh, late in the season and I was very concerned about uh, color spot they were producing a, a lot of them and uh, they took the cuttings late Mr. Moore said never after July do you take cuttings because uh, if you do it in July they get big enough to have a established system that they'll re-sprout the next year but uh, they were taking cuttings in uh, September, this, August, September. This con conversation about the hibiscus reminds me that uh, Dorothy Weedy sent greetings to everybody. Oh, is that right? She was at the, uh, her daughter was at, at the uh, Labor Day breakfast. Oh, in, in great. The neighborhood, and she, and uh, we had a real interesting discussion. Did any of her angel trumpets make it through? You know, I, we didn't. Her, her daughter was there, so I didn't. Uh, I thought didn't you walked by there every day. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't walk by there any anymore. It's uh, okay. When it's this hot, my uh, <laughs> my chubby little Westie does not want to go there. Well, far. I don't blame oh. him. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Let's talk about. What's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867? Or come on by Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'll talk gardening with you on 930 AM Answer. Crossing the highway late last night. He should have looked left and he should have looked right. He didn't see the station wagon car. The skunk got squashed and... There you are, you got your dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Stinking the high. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, the San Antonio Water System wants to remind you we are still in stage two. And uh, it not only benefits the city, it benefits you by complying to the rules which have been designed and uh, to help you maintain your yard and your lawn, uh, but also to uh, help protect pipes uh, uh, from the drought, to help protect uh, 
you from getting those nasty fines and to keep us in in stage two. So uh, it's easy to find out all the rules and regs. You're, you're allowed to water, uh, but uh, you want to follow the rules, and the rules are at saws.org forward slash stage two. You wash uh, you water on your designated day uh, between 7 to 11 and 7 to 11 p.m. So 7 to 11 a.m. or p.m. And uh, you can uh, still uh, keep that lawn looking good and uh, comply with the uh, stage two restrictions and avoid those fines. Go to saws.org forward slash uh, stage two for more information. Actually, just you, if you go to saws.org you can it's right up there uh, right at the home page too that's where i found all the rules so 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 what did calvin they're doing fines now instead of certificates yeah you didn't get your uh yes they're fining people yes they are yes so you're not, now you're you're I don't get my certificate. You don't get your yeah. You don't get cited. You cite, your citation, citation for citation. for honorable uh, <laughs> water use or something. No honorable water use. There you go. Um, I've got a sad story for the lady that called in and wanted to get rid of her rain lilies. Oh, and I got a cool story. I'll show you pictures of it. Go ahead. I have never seen. As thick as it Oh, did she send you? She on. sent a picture. No, I didn't take a picture. Oh, uh, but I was driving around. Oh, okay. Uh, Friday, I guess it was th- Thursday, and I mean, you know, usually you see them scattered around, but I saw several locations is that you couldn't see the ground. Oh, for the for the rain lilies. Well, I think they were getting a little panicky about our hot weather and our weather and uh, our weather change and uh, so yeah. the so the rain lilies say we better get out when we get a chance here and, and bloom because we may not bloom again yeah uh, so I, I, what brought it to mind of course I saw them and normally I would have stopped and taken a picture of them because it would have been a beautiful picture but uh it was in uh, Neil Sperry's uh, this week's newsletter I'm always talking about. He ta- talks about uh, mentioning a publication which talks about hurricane lilies or lacorus species in Florida. And so I didn't recognize that our the one rain lily we're talking about uh, or seeing around here grows out of stone. Uh, in native landscapes, I mean, in 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 the woods where nothing but rocks and uh, some trees. So I wrote my man Greg Grant, mm-hmm. and uh, he wrote me back. Uh, Almost, Doctor Grant. This morning, said uh, it's one of two native white rain lilies. So that lady that, or uh, those people that were calling in want to know how to get rid of them, I don't think you can do that. You might get a citation because they're native. Who, want, who wants to get rid of native plants? That's a is no-no. It, is this your new appeal to? Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> 
Is uh, Greg says one of the two? There's only two native white rain lilies in Texas. One larger flowered and larger leafed, and one smaller flowered and smaller leafed. Both used to be in the genus Cooper. That's what threw me off. Cooper? C-O-O-P-E-R. I never heard of it. Uh, Cooper, but now lumped into the genus Zephandries. Z starts with a Z-E-P-H. It's okay. Uh, but anyway, they've they've changed the genus. Thank, thank goodness for, for Cooper. And uh, he, he, Greg referred me to a, to a uh, newsletter that, again, I never heard of. It's called uh, www.backyardnature.net. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's local. I mean, it's here local. It's at, uh, <laughs> let's see, he says... From the September 23rd, 2012 newsletter issued from the Valley of the Dry Frio River in northern Uvalde County. So we know where that is. Southwestern Texas on the southern border of the Edwards Aquifer. That's where that's where this guy lives that's doing oh, okay. naturalist letter. His name is Jim... Conrad, C-O-N-R-A-D, Naturalist Newsletter. He got a picture. Oh, how pretty. Yeah. A close-up of, of the lily and everything. And he talks <laughs> he talks a lot about it uh, in his newsletter and said, uh, <laughs> the little herb, it's an herb. You can't get rid of an herb, can you? A Texas herb? Uh. That's against the law. You that's come from an herb. That's, uh, that's right. Uh, the little herb stood only eight inches tall, a single bloom, spread only about an inch across. It's unusual to see such a relatively large bosom blossom on a small body. And that's that's what's so amazing about it when they come up in the yard. Uh, let's see. This this fellow that's doing the newsletter said we enjoyed a three inch rain here after a long dry spell. Rain lily arise from subterranean bulbs that wait to sprout until there's a good drenching. I only had three plants put a neighbor's lawn for two or three days was white with them. Literally thousands. Pretty least swaying in the wind. <laughs> I read that rain lily flowers only open at night, but mine stayed open around the clock. Yeah. As you might expect, night blooming white flower, its fragrance is intense. Hmm. So this is a native herb that's fragrant and this these people want to get rid of it. Well, like, I would question, you know, generally we I'm not sure that we think it. Uh, I mean, it blooms during the day, for sure, the one we're talking about. And I don't remember a fragrance, do you? No, I never ever. Yeah. But it's a, it's a spectacular plant. <laughs> they said, uh, 
its fragrance is intense. Said one field guide describes its uh, fragrance as variable. To me, it smells like a strong perfumed talc trying to smell like lilac. Goodness. I, I've never noticed that. Yeah, I haven't noticed string fragrance. But uh, well, you know, we've had them in our hands because of uh, people complaining. Or what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We go through this class several times a year, and uh, mm-hmm. it seems like we would have noticed if there was a, a fragrance. And speaking of lilies, this is not mine, but I saw a picture. Are those the oxblood lilies? Looks like it. Eh? Yeah, there there was a big stand of them. Mine, mine are blooming too. So. And they have deer, I'm guessing, so that's the fence. Why the fence? Oh, yeah. Those are pretty. I mean, there must be two dozen, three dozen, all of them around that tree. Where are they? It's uh, in the Vista del Norte neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Is it close to the road? You're going to go by and take a picture? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, you're going to go by and take a picture, aren't you? (laughs) No. Okay. No. Dig them in the summer. Ah! I haven't. Okay. (laughs) Say something else. You got them marked uh, by, by a tree, right? So you can show us where they do, where they are. I'm, I'm not going to be complicit in your little <laughs> vandalism scheme. I'm uh, a witness. Yeah, this is. But, a, I haven't decided one, who, where I'm going. <laughs> one thing about we, we we stand opposed to this idea. One thing about digging those, of course, you dig them in the summer, if you can remember where they were, but uh, you'll never get them all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin was talking about that. I think last week was uh, was uh, the ones that break and you they and they come back and the yeah yeah I thought so. Well, even the rain li- the rain lilies are the same too. Yeah yeah. You can dig lots of them up and uh, and replant them, but they <laughs> you always got more there. Yeah yeah. When I when I was growing them for or uh, we were finding them for Greg when he was here. Uh, I planted them in a little bed outside in my ditch, in my drainage ditch, and uh, to store them for him to take back to Arcadia in Texas, South Texas, and East Texas. What's wrong with me? But anyway, uh, and they grew well. They did well. I just put out some potting mix, rather deep, and... uh, jammed them down in there and about the third year we dug them for Greg to take back and they came back the next year too and the next year were the numbers reduced in a, in a situation yeah. like that you'd think you could yeah because uh, you got the soil in there and yeah uh, well that soil we had there was potting mix is what it was uh, it was easy to get the bulbs out now, if you dig them in, try to dig them in the soil, you'll see that they have a bulb maybe two or three inches deep, if not deeper, and then attached to that bulb, bulb is a, uh, a stem or something that goes down further deep. And if you don't get all of that, it'll come back from yeah. the one that's deep. Well, I always uh, get a kick out of the how it shows you the bed shows you how much your your plants that are are adjacent to it or above it how much they've actually grown. Mm-hmm. I've got mine in the 
in the uh, raised beds for the peach trees. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly all the oxblood lilies are underneath, the, seems like underneath the middle of the peach tree, not, <laughs> not, not at the outside the trees like they yeah. were originally. Hey, John wanted to know the name of that website again, that you uh, saw the thing on the lilies. Oh. Do you have that? Neighborhood something? What was it? No. Oh, okay, John. He's getting it there, getting it for you. Here he comes. He's getting them. <laughs> it's going to be okay, John. You're pressuring me, little Milton. Okay. Okay. There it is. Oh, okay. You're giving it to me? Right. Top of the finger. www.backyardnature.net. So it's backyardnature.net. I don't know what that noise is. And, uh, yeah, look on there because I can't. There's forward slash N, forward slash H, forward slash rain lily. Yeah, yeah. HTM. It'll have different subject matter on there. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, John. We'll talk to you in a second about it. Be back in a moment on 930 AM. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867, or come on by and visit with us at 1604 and Verde Road. At, uh, Let us know if you uh, are seeing any monarchs. We know that you're you're seeing those, uh, what, were, what were those butterflies, Milton? The uh, snot-nosed? Snout, snout nose. Snout. Not snot nose, Milton. You don't even have little snot nose kids. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, because I'm surprised, and it sounded like Molly was a little surprised that we hadn't seen the uh, monarchs. What is she saying? She's seen some? No, no. When I asked her if she'd seen any, she says that, hmm, no. Come to think of it, I haven't, and she expected that they would be. Uh, of course, the, that might be part of the issue with the uh, the reduced population, and then uh, severe weather. Okay, I, I guess we have been faced with uh, some uh, rain and uh, yeah. storms lately, yeah. and then all summer, all that dry, hot weather. So, yeah, it would be good if we. Uh, saw some monarchs and they were in good shape and getting lots of nectar and uh, heading successfully off to their wintering grounds in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> let's see, what was I going to say? <laughs> the, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I talked to uh, the Wild Seed folks at wildseedfarms.com and uh, they said they're uh, a month behind on planting the blue bonds. They're over around Houston, basically. But uh, the interesting thing about it was they they have some blue bond, uh, maroon blue bonds, uh, sprouting after the rain, after the big rain. 
So for for a long time, uh, for a month, over a month, they haven't been able to plant because the soil was too dry. They couldn't couldn't even get a a disc in it. So they were waiting for a rain. Then they they hadn't stopped raining since, <laughs> and so they they hadn't been able to get in the field to prepare the ground to plant. Now my see my article for next week is about wildflowers. I noted the wildflowers that were growing in the fall, but then I also mentioned the the you know it's time to start thinking about and planting the seeds. In, oh yeah, in the uh, for the spring I mentioned those. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Texas mixes, mm-hmm. and I also noted that the uh, the problem that the blue bonnets have gone through in reproducing oh, seeds. Yeah. So expect transplants again here later, or either early spring or late <laughs> winter. Um, yeah, and then uh, oh, and then of course I uh, promoted my uh, favorite blue curl. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Native American seed is where yeah, I guess it's it the only place that they, that's available. Curville, I think. No, where, they're a where, junction, I think. So I'm, I'm thinking we're working a deal to get some of those things. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Wow, that don't, good. Don't, don't quote me yet, but we okay. talked about packaging and things. The uh-huh. seed. Yes. Well, that would be cool to have a, a few selections of, uh, you know, as part of our uh, Butterfly package. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't I'm, have to love, have a lot of them. I'm just, almost you know. positive I gave them an order. So. Oh wow, good. I know you got them in your certified butterfly garden. Yeah, but those <laughs> were plants. Or no, you gave a seed. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I mean, just it's uh, it's uh, the reason I'm promoting it is that it produces the nectar early before the mist flower and the zinnias and everything mm-hmm. are. And it, it produces it in either sun or shade. Mm-hmm. And it's an attractive wildflower, too. Yeah. The bloom is blue? Yeah, and it's kind of a, a curled, curled uh, um, yeah. blue thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty neat. And uh, but it blooms over a long season. So you it makes it to the point where you've got the, the zinnias, the mist flower, and, of course, uh, porterweed. All uh, all are blooming, and uh, so it help it helps on that uh, spring migration for the monarchs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin's article today it got a beautiful picture of a deer eating uh, eating a tree, <laughs> eating a tree. They they tell me if you if you leave trees on the ground or something, you know there are leaves on them that they'll, they'll eat the leaves off of them. Oh, is, is that, that what right? they say? Yeah, I've heard and then that. and then sometimes too. I've heard that when uh, horticulturists get old, yeah, and uh, they <laughs> for, forget about some of those things. <laughs> well, yeah. it's amazing how fast they can eat those leaves off. I mean, they they clean up a <laughs> they clean up a fallen branch of leaves pretty within yeah. a day or two. That's right, and then you get then you get a neighbor calls and says. Uh, you know the deer are eating those new trees you gave us. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> and I said, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then I thought about it, and the deer were out there watching us, uh, watching us put them 
near the holes there, so I should have <laughs> I should have right. noticed the deer. If you notice, deer have little uh, microphones and are talking yeah. to their buddies. That may be. At least you didn't say microbes. Yeah, no, thank you. Don't say microbes. Let's not, let's not go there again. But we got, we got the we got the two of them planted this morning. They look good, and we've got the fence up. I used the panels, the mm-hmm. metal panels in a square, like I did for the a compost pile. Mm-hmm. Works really slick. Yeah, and uh, easy to ma- to manage. So yeah, it's time. It's time uh, for anybody else out there that uh, is interested in shade trees. Um, it's a good time to plant them, and uh, you got a good selection, Trace. But I, I suspect you're getting in more soon. Uh well, we just got three loads, so oh, good. Uh, I need to move through a few, and then we'll bring some more. Sounds good. Three loads of what? Trees. Oh, good. Okay. Lots, lots of choice. If you're in an area that where oak wilt is threatened. There's a lot of choices that... Um, well, this, to, is the, this is the first time we were able to get any kind of quantity of Chinese pistache, and nobody even thinks about those until you get some fall color change. So yeah. If that's a tree you're interested in, now's the time to get it. Yeah. Uh, you can pick, pick them out for fall color now. In other words, if they turn red, most of, most of them have yellow leaves. They're, they're going to be yellow. They're going to be all yellow? Pretty sure. Well, well you got uh, Mexican Mexican sycamore. I know I've seen, I've seen yeah, that. Monterey oak, live oak, elms, uh, several different types of uh, oaks, including that loquat leaf oak. Yeah. Oh, that we were talking about? I, I think we talked about it. It's a red oak, yeah. red oak family, but it's supposed to keep its leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anaqua, too. Yep, know, there was Anaqua. I know that, that gets Jerry all excited that the, that's available. <laughs> I've got one that I, I really like. Of course, it took 20 years to get to, <laughs> to, to be twice as tall as I am. But I uh, even saw some sumac out there, the flame leaf sumac, if you're interested in that fall color change. Now's the time to plant it so that you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of... Uh, I notice a lot of gardeners out there, even after the, um, the program, we're kind of looking at the looking at the shade trees and thinking. Uh, I can see them envisioning their their landscape and thinking, "Yeah, gosh, this would look look good there." Yeah, and so deer won't eat flame leaves, sumac. Pretty sure they don't, because never say never, though. Well. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about this as far as never, uh, because it's got a alkaloid in it. Uh, in Mississippi, they're growing that plant to extract a uh, a chemical out of it. Let's see, what's it for? But anyway, it has a very potent chemical within it. I know Jerry didn't mention it yet, but in the article, we talk about. Uh, Planting plant, plants that are are technically deer proof uh, mm-hmm. on the deer proof list, <laughs> but it's always theoretically uh, always uh, my recommendation, and I think mo- most horticulturists, including Jerry, to uh, go ahead and use some liquid fence mm-hmm. or uh, with new plantings or some or a similar kind of. Uh, uh, Discouragement, yeah, because they, because <laughs> uh, the state they're in when they're brand new out of the yeah. wholesale nursery is uh, 
uh, well, besides the deer's curiosity and their orneriness, they also, the, chem- <laughs> the chemistry is a little different. You think they're doing that just because they're ornery? Kevin? I think, <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt it. I'm, uh, I, I love the uh, rain lilies, but the, the, the deer are not, are not in the same league. <laughs> the, uh, we generally say that uh, that blue bonnets are not are deer are deer resistant, and uh, so we ha- Forrest Appleton had some over at his in his yard, and it seemed like they'd eat them every other year. Huh? Some year they'd eat them to the ground, and some year they've got an alkaloid in them too. And that's why they call them buffalo clover, because supposedly cattle and and deer won't eat them, but maybe buffaloes will. I don't know. Mm. I never have been able to herd a buffalo out there to check to see if they'll eat the blue bonnets. You need to call a buffalo. <laughs> well, I've talked about for years how iris are deer-proof, mm-hmm. and then this couple a couple of years ago, I. It's, every one of them was pulled out. Yeah, you know, and yeah. just lay laid down there, just to, like uh, there's some senior deer over there to sit. Oh, they're waiting. You think for you you're to plant. so smart? Yeah, they're waiting for you to plant something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, see if we yeah, see yeah, if we so smart. <laughs> the uh, now Ka- Calvin has gone a little overboard on his monarch thing. Milton. I don't know if you've noticed. Are monarchs deer resistant? Yeah, he says. While milkweed is generally deer-proof, it is not clear if liquid fence would interfere in milk milkweed's use as a butterfly nectar source Did if sprayed during the monarch spring and fall. Do butterflies have no, uh, noses? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I, he, he says, Calvin says, I have not used liquid fence on it. Either the... the uh, <laughs> The uh, milkweed, uh, not even though deer will taste and pull up the newly planted milkweed, but I'm afraid if a rancher sees Calvin out spraying milkweed with liquid fence, they'll put him in an insane asylum because of milkweed the uh, uh the uh, ranchers and farmers don't like milkweed no i know or or if i'm in minnesota and <laughs> for years and years and years they've been fighting yeah milkweed and uh, oh yeah yeah they would just uh, i i guess that must be the reason yeah. none, none of my old farmer <laughs> friends from minnesota communicate with me anymore well they said the, they said the same thing about uh me and the blue bonnet no, I went in the meetings up at uh, around Bandera in the hill country, and the little rough ranchers would come up to me and say, "What in the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you sure <laughs> telling people to plant blue bonnets? Cattle won't eat them." I say, "Okay, that's probably right. I better gold lead them. Gold lead anything. Ten cans. I don't know." I met, I met one once that would drink a beer. Wow. Oh, no. Did he buy you one or did you? No, I had to provide the beer. <laughs> oh, okay. Big Ben. Oh, okay. A, uh, she got a couple of them. Did you want to talk to yeah. him? Did you want to come on the air or just yeah. talk to him? I'll talk to Jerry first. Okay. okay. Ask for questions. Okay. 
Well, then we'll to... wait and see what you say, yeah. Jerry, whether we'll let you yeah. on or not. Well, let's take a quick break while you're doing that. That'll give us time. All right, 210-308-8867. You give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. Back in a moment from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Uh, refresh your memory if I, if I can about uh, where to go to find out all about those stage two uh, restrictions and all the rules and all the stuff. That's saws.org forward slash stage two, and you'll find out all the rules. You'll find out what day is your watering day. Uh, so coming up Monday, Mark. Do you know what, what's what's on Monday? Mark Peterson is with us. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, it, it, I require you. Okay. A microphone. Zero. If you if your address ends in a zero or one, uh, that's Monday. Okay. What about Wednesday? What's Wednesday? That's uh, three, no, four, and five. It was four a and trick five. Question. That's right. Yeah. See, I threw that thing in. I threw a little curveball at you. Yeah. So and and they can water between seven a.m. to eleven a.m. and seven p.m. and and yeah that was you seven p.m. to eleven p.m. yes oh Calvin's got a question for you not eleven yeah seven to eleven seven to eleven oh is it or is it it's not yeah seven it's seven to eleven a.m. or seven to eleven p.m. and and yeah and was my my big thing last week yeah and this is a Milton is yes. doing an excellent job. Aww. That's our watery. What? How do we, how do we put it? Watery, you know, or what do you know? What are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? There we go. Uh, our communications campaign. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people received uh, Texas tech texts or uh, cards in the mail last week, and uh, they're very concerned. But it's only informative. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm so we have lots of uh, lots of activity. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I get, <laughs> we have lots my, of activity here. Right squirrel, oh, squirrel. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, again, so that website, uh, saws.org forward slash uh, stage two, or just go to saws.org, and you'll find out how to get there. All kinds of great information, including the why. I mean, it's there's uh, kind of for you to be a good, good. Steward of our water right, as a homeowner. Right. So. And there's an excellent article yeah, uh, last week. This on. is pretty scary. We've got a gardener here that wants to talk to Milt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. It. You owe me money. I do? No. <laughs> <laughs> Milton's right over here to my left. <laughs> That's Milton. <laughs> That's Milton right Milton. over there. As, uh, anyway, anyway, I am going to allow this wonderful gentleman. Okay. Did you want to come on the air with us? Yeah. Or? Oh, Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, you have a good voice. Is it a gardening question? Uh, well, yeah. I Here, go ahead, go ahead and get on the... I'm, I'm, I'm Charles. You, I'm the one that called earlier about the grasses. And, uh, oh, oh recommended, yeah, yeah. Get on the Mac. You recommended... Uh, Probably not me. Roundup. Oh, this was these The green-topped Roundup. No, no. Oh, he, right. he said the blue top. Blue top. He said... Uh, it was Trace. He said that's the one that's pure, that doesn't have anything else in it besides the glyphosate. That's one of, one of the Check issues with, with Roundup now is that they've 
they've got like 17 different versions and it's uh, really complex it's hard for us to give a recommendation uh, unless we make sure you get that that right mixture yeah so that's that what sense. that's what Trace was trying yeah. to make sure. Of and he can probably, if you hang with a second, he'll probably just show you where it is. Okay, well, I was in there and looked at it, but I oh, you didn't see didn't it? what I like. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. It has so. such a nasty reputation, but then what? I don't think a lot of it is warranted. What you, you know? growing? Oh, sorry. Trying grass. To, trying to get oh. rid of trying to kill no, the grass and weeds. In yeah. vegetables, though, right? Yes. Okay, so what are you growing or what are you planting? Well, we, well, I don't know what she's going to plant out there. Oh, okay. So broccoli. I, my job is to get it cleaned up. I got you. Don't let her. Don't let her plant any collards or kale. Hell no. She'll she'll <laughs> make you eat it. Uh, she has a gun. So yeah. yeah. yeah uh oh. <laughs> it's a, a shotgun supper. Well, tell her. Hey, tell Trace. her we've got a good selection oh. of those collards and kale, along with everything oh, else. This is uh, this is the person that you told about the uh, roundup, and it was the blue bottle, the blue, blue cow. Blue lid, okay. Okay. The other roundup products all have something else. Do you have ready to spray, or is it And is it in there? Okay. All right. Once again, and get the. All right, thanks, Charles. All right. 210-308-8867. Oh, James is on the line. He's got an Oreo report for us. Oh, good. What's going on, James? Hey, uh, I almost said good morning, good afternoon. Hey, I was on my lawn tractor mowing my weeds and grass, what grass I have left, when I heard Calvin talk about the Oriole siding. And when I was sitting at my uh, home office desk, which faces my, I can see my bird feeder about, oh, not far away, I thought I saw an Oriole. And I'd never seen one here in my backyard at, at my, I said feeder, at my bird bath. Uh, so I Googled it, and it was an Oriole, one of two types. That I guess from Calvin's description, and he says there are Orioles in the area. I did see my first Oriole, so I was really excited about that. Gosh, um, yeah, that, it's hard to beat that color in those males. That yeah, bright beautiful. orange. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah, I took a photo of it with my uh, camera phone, my cam, the camera on my phone, but through the window and through the screen, it was all blurry, so I didn't really <laughs> get a good photo of it. Yeah. yeah. So what I wanted to know, on my property, uh, I've got scattered um, this shrub I've been trying to identify for years. And I finally think I have. Are you all familiar with something called coma, C-O-M-A, or saffron plum? Fern is the fern? Plum. No, no saffron it's plum. It's saffron plum. It goes by several names. Oh, coma oh. or la, or la coma. Um, it's a thorny shrub. I've cut several of them down numerous times. You can't kill them. They come back stronger every time you cut them to the ground. But they've got berries on them. And I found a blog from a guy down in the Rio Grande Valley who said um, he had them growing up. They're, they're native to the valley, the Rio Grande Valley, in the western coast of Florida, from what I could tell. Only places they grow in the U.S., with one exception. There's some pockets in Atascosa County, this website showed, that had a population, and that's where I live. And I think that's what I have, but the, supposedly the fruit are very, very sweet. They're described like candy-like. Are you all familiar with this at all? Because I want to try one because they're loaded with fruit right now, but I'm leery of trying one. And there's yeah. a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> you can bring it up here and let Milton try it. 
No, not since uh, the last time uh, they did that. <laughs> what? I don't uh, do the, that the bears turn black? They're, they, yeah, they're black. They're described as a droop, G-D-R-U-P. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing as a peach. Yeah, it's peach a kind of oval shape. Um, yeah, they're not very big, maybe a half inch long, and they're kind of oval, oblong shape. Um, the reason I do, I do want to try them, but the reason why I'm hesitant, because there's another native plant, uh, another name that's similar, has similar type berries, and is deadly to mammals and humans, causes paralysis. <laughs> so that's why oh. I haven't tried one yet. Yeah. Yeah, that um, seems like a good good idea not to do that. You're, are you married? Sir? Are you married? Oh, yeah, my wife won't try one. Oh. <laughs> Make a pie for her. Can, um, Make a pie? <laughs> I wonder if there's a... That is uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Yes. Uh, later, now, later, now, later in the investigation. Uh, now, this plant, if it is the Coleman, I'm 90% sure, but it's that 10% that worries me why I'm not eating any of the fruit, is uh, A&M's websites list the tree. Uh, Florida's uh, tree service lists the tree. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is by the photos and the description. It has thorns. But uh, so if I bring some up, um, who's going to try one? Milton. No, I can't do that. Doctor said not to do that. <laughs> Doctor's orders. Right. It, how it, can I? It'll cure constipation. I identify this tree, sir. I said it'll cure constipation. I bet. What are, What do the Aggies say about it? Uh, no, they don't. They just say the fruit is. Um, it's a mainstay of birds and mammals and whatnot. And, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's a, pro- probably one of those that the, the Orioles is eating too. Yeah. Oh wow. Now, now the Florida Florida Tree Service website says the fruit are edible, um, and that's all it says. You know, I, I'm assuming that's they're uh-huh. talking about people. Yeah. So, um, so how can I positively identify, get somebody to identify this? Because if they are good and they are candy-like, I've got a bunch of them this time of year. What's it, what uh, is your agent in uh, Atascosa County knowledgeable about the uh, berries? I don't know. Every time I've gone by their office when I'm in Jurnton, which isn't very often, there's never been anybody there, and I haven't I haven't attempted to call. Maybe. You know, maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe they can come out and look at it. That's a good idea. Or at least tell you when they're going to be there. Well, they won't. Right. Oh, at the office? Yeah, at the office. Well, yeah, but that, you don't that, think it's that, personal. That, that, you don't might think be they see good. James coming and they go, okay, just everybody lay low. Don't answer the door. Well, they might. <laughs> uh, you know, traditionally, they welcome the opportunity to uh, oh, God, see no, more, just, yeah. more, of their, more of their citizens. Yeah, I know. I'm just being serious. Yeah. And I, I didn't really special. think about that, but I will reach out to that office, and if I get a response, maybe they'll Jim, come out and take a look. Yeah, and James mentioned uh, our names too, because we've we've worked with that office, and uh, and uh, tell them you're working with us on uh, on this uh, uh, habitat and that plant, trying to identify it. Right. So you'd appreciate his input. Yeah, but what I- what I thought was really peculiar, it grows down in the valley and on the western coast of Florida and just in one little pocket in Atascosa County where I live. I, I, I thought that was odd. So, yeah, that is, that uh, is kind of kind of cool. 
Yeah, okay. I will uh, I will reach out, and if I get a response, I'll let you all know what they say. He or yeah, thanks, James. James. Thank you. All right, all right thank you, you. You take care, ma'am. All right. You won't try? No. No. Milton. No. I've learned my lesson after all these years. <laughs> hey, uh, let's see. Somebody, uh, Carolyn, wants to send us a picture of a butterfly. Uh, Carolyn, you can send it to uh, Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N, at K-L-U-P dot com. I should get it, and uh, I'll show it to the guys. But it, it's a she, picture of a butterfly. She didn't describe it? No, she didn't want to be on the air. Oh, but I mean... Uh, not a monarch. Just a butterfly, or, yeah. Or, no, it just says, that says, says, where can, where can she send a picture of a butterfly? Of course, uh, you know, the expectation Carolyn, do you want to come on the air? That it's, uh, it's one of those that we were talking about that the car is running into. Oh, the snot-nosed? Uh, yeah. The snout-nosed, yes. Snout-nosed. The other one that's really, <laughs> really kind of prominent is is the uh, tiger swallowtail right now. Oh, mm-hmm. And, but that's what I was thinking. If she saw that, she would probably say, ah, it was a huge with golden wings and oh, okay. black. Yeah. All right. Well, Carolyn, you can also email me a description. we got John on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, John, what's going on? Hey, I'm back. I talked to you earlier about that website, but I heard this gentleman call in wondering about a coma. And, yeah. Uh, I spent 20-some years in South Texas guiding for different ranches, and coma trees are not that rare. They, I know there's plenty of them in Dimmitt County for sure, and they grow from a bush like brush all through South Texas, and uh, if the soil conditions and nutrients, water, etc., is right, they'll grow into a small tree, not unlike uh, from a distance looking like an oak tree, live oak. Oh. Huh. Wow! Yeah, and they do make they do make the fruit he's talking about, and it it uh, it's edible by everything. So, but, and, that, uh, anyway, and that would be one, it would be common to have have the Orioles and the other birds and wildlife uh, visible on it. If he, if, yeah, oh yeah, just like anything, you know, just like uh, black persimmons coming in in August, yeah. you know, when that yeah. happens, everything hits them. I mean, oh, you that's know right. when they're coming because you see the coons piles everywhere full of black, <laughs> well, black, black stuff with persimmon seeds in what, it. What fascinates me is that the whole the whole trees shake. It's mm. like the mulberries in spring. Yeah, yeah they're they're so loaded with. Feeding birds that the whole tree is sha- shaking. Have you ever have you, you know, have, have you eaten one of the fruit or are they sweet? No. Uh, well, it depends on when you pick them. Like everything, you know, like on a persimmon, yeah. you pick yeah. it too early and you're going to pucker up. But later on, it's like kind of like uh, prune juice. But the the uh, coma is a mild berry, and you know, just like agarita berries, they're small. People used them and. It was whatever was available. People made use of, just yeah. like in nature. When a when a when a native when a native food comes in, everything flocks and hammers that, and they just <laughs> go from one succession to the other. And then, of course, in September we'll start seeing the acorns start, and on down into January, and that's what they'll be scarfing up. There you go. See, when you slow down and check it out. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, Thanks thank for you. the info, thank you, John. Well, Good deal. Well, I hope it helps. See you later, Bob. And did you get the website? Yes, I did. My wife wrote it down. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. You okay. Cool. Thank you, ma'am. And if you if you have trouble with it, uh, send me an email, Milton at KLUP.com, and I'll uh, 
I'll just copy and paste it for you. That'll work. Thank All you. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yes? <laughs> well, we got... Uh, we got our rain gauges from Mark, and yeah, and what did the, he? Mark was telling us about a program that's coming up soon, where uh, other ga- uh, gardeners could get uh, rain gauges. Yeah, to, uh, do you remember when that was, Jerry? Uh, uh, it's coming up <laughs> pretty quick. Huh? Maybe next week or week after. So uh, they can go to. They need to go to the. Uh, it's the GVST, I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Or, or you can go it's to. It's not the, a landscape design school, is it? Or is it? Mm, I don't. I don't know about that. I, I was just thinking you could go to the uh, ex, uh, extension uh, now, the uh, saws website, and get the information yeah. on. And they're going to be giving away free plants too. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was like a just they a week or to, ten days away. Mark yeah. promised you they, they forget up. that, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> and they're good plants too. Always, yeah. That are that they're going to give away. Pretty exciting ones in terms of the uh, prospering and uh, growing well in our conditions, and then also meeting the needs of uh, the butterflies and uh, birds and all the other things that we find desirable. Yep. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Rain will stimulate the new gro- new foliage on seedlings of china berry, hackberry, and other unwanted species in your landscape. Would it be safe to say that if you have a sprouting plant with leaves on it, that it's a trash tree? Uh, oak will out at this time of year, will they? Unless you, uh, unless you don't get them covered from the deer, and they the deer eat a deer eats them all, and then they <laughs> that that one that uh, that we planted at the uh, education resource center yeah. is this sprouting foliage, new foliage. Yeah. Uh, which Be- is better keep those away from deer. Yeah. Deer. <laughs> well. Uh, I've got a wonderful uh, big fan, <laughs> fence around it now. Yeah. I hope I hope I've covered every every uh, option there. I don't think my Asian jasmine is going to come back. You know, it was in the trees and yeah, in the screens of, of the house and everything. But that last fr- did, hard it, freeze killed it. It did not. The stuff that the rhizomes. I mean, under the ground I didn't don't come think back. So. Okay. Uh, the tops of it is brown, and of course I haven't cut it, mowed it down like I usually do. But uh, oh wow, I had nailed it. But uh, anyway, uh, there's still a few shoots hanging on, but uh, uh, I think it's gonna take a hit. Well, I certainly have some uh, cat's claw for you if you'd like. Did to. It, did it come back? Hey, it is coming back. It's just. Covered the ground uh, with the, and the leaves. The leaves are big. Looks like a uh, separate species compared to the hot one that's in, on in the, the fence tree? and on the house. Yeah. You know, did is it blooming? No, uh, no, it hasn't bloomed yet. No, it's not blooming. It's just uh, recovering from the um, yeah. freeze damage. Well, don't don't. Oh, worry. and the drought too. Don't worry, Calvin. 
it's gonna bloom again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still think that's I'm a so, plant so, that I'm we so happy that it's make a Texas, We make, make it a Texas superstar. You know, there are not many Texas superstars that bloom like that. It looks, it looks a lot like uh, Esperanza. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It's beautiful bloom. Waxy, really waxy. Yeah. Exactly. I remember the first time I saw it, I said, wait a minute. I got my camera and I was out there taking pictures. <laughs> Little did I know it was Calvin's nemesis. No. <laughs> But anyway, if you if you see some hackberries showing themselves, or or, or Chinese pistachio seedlings coming up, uh, now is the time to go ahead and and nail them while they're small. And you're suggesting that they use uh, cut vine and stump care. Yeah, and the uh, the idea there is you cut them once, and then you apply the the brushed on material yeah. and it shouldn't come back up from the ground. If you don't do that, all those <laughs> species Jerry mentioned uh, yeah. will send up will send up new growth <laughs> from the roots. And the sad thing about it is every, all of those uh, or most of those trashy trees are the ones that retain their foliage during the drought. Mm. So I, I've got a neighbor that uh, has got a, a uh, what was your plant that you had to cut back? Uh, oh, uh, ligustrum? Ligustrum. It has seeded, come up at the base of a uh, live oak that's dying. I mean, you know, it's been it, they put fill soil around it mm-hmm. and have killed, kill, practically killed it. But that that uh, what did we say? What did you plant? Ligustrum. Ligustrum. <laughs> Ligustrum is nice and green, and and has made a little tree at the base of that plant. So. Uh, it's going to be spreading seed all over the place. I uh, I don't I hate to tell the guy that that's not a desirable plant. Uh, and I I'm tempted to go over there with my cut vine and stump killer and take care of business for him. Maybe just paint it on that plant on on the trunk of that plant. I think it'll kill it. I know it. And I've got some. <laughs> I got some uh, pistache trees that are fairly big. If I remember, mm-hmm. oh, I was well. No, I think I think he gave the he he gave the advice to a gardener that asked for some control, and then Jerry told him about a, a herbicide, and uh, they got the uh, gardener applied the herbicide, but of course. Added a little bit more than the than the no. label, so the next then the next we got this pathetic <laughs> account with the with it looked like the desert because he had he had applied it and it it worked in terms of well it worked and it was too uh, too powerful and it took out everything and 
and it was kind of like I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? I, he does because he he got this. He, it was kind of like, mm-hmm. don't show me that again. Don't show no. me that again. <laughs> but it, it, but it's a that's a classic. That's one of the uh, reasons why it's it's you hard. Be careful. And, yeah, giving advice like that, and and people always assure you they're going to follow the label instructions, but they don't always do that. And then. Yep. Then there's disappointment. <laughs> I don't right. remember that at all. It's, it's funny how your memory works. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Wash on by, we'll just lay right here and hold on tight. Let it rain. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210 308 8867. 210-308-8867. Are we expecting rain? It almost looked like it wanted to rain last night. No, 30, uh, 30% chance. Oh, 30% chance? Oh, not... Oh, it went from 20 to 30. Oh, okay. Of two tenths. <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> How about later on the week? Anything? No. No? Oh, man. <laughs> and I wanted to mention to people, we've got I've got an article on plantanswers.com about uh, watering during the drought. Now... I hesitated to finish it because I got really good rains at my house. And uh, my my lawn came back. It was practically dead. Because every time Calvin would talk about fertilizing, I would talk about, will fertilizing that brown grass help? But it doesn't seem to grow real well if it's brown. But anyway. What did you decide? Because <laughs> because uh, a lot of folks are kind of faced with that both the, yeah. the herbicide I, and the fertilizer. I didn't I didn't fertilize. Yeah. I haven't fertilized yet. The um, but uh, it's um, yeah it's it's a dilemma. But the um, it won't be a, it's not a major issue whatever you decide. Okay? Yeah, because but, what we're talking about is would it. If it's been brown, will, will it be a, uh, enough growth there to take advantage of the nutrients? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, my my son mows my grass now, and uh, I was out showing him the front yard. I said, well, it hadn't grown that much, but it's still alive. Uh, and so we need to mow it down, keep it low. And he said... What about these? What about this grass? I was talking about oak sprouts. I was wondering. <laughs> I said, those are the things that have looked good all the way through the drought. But even they they look pretty tough sometimes. But uh, anyway, I left that I left that uh, write-up on plantanswers.com about how to slow water. How to, how to oh, soak okay. here. Yeah. Well, and I did that because this rain is scattered. It's not, 
it's not uniform. Erratic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you if you haven't watered or haven't gotten any significant rain, that's over an inch uh, a week. Uh, you need to start soak soaking around your uh, shrubs and trees that are less than two years old. Okay. And probably <laughs> that time has probably been extended out because the plants that were planted two years ago oh. could not expand their root system into that dry soil. Just like the wildflower people, they they, they couldn't plant seed in the dry soil because it wouldn't germinate. So they were just wasting wasting their preparation time. Hey, we have uh, John on the line, 210-308-8867. Hey, John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on? Hey, after I talked to you about coma, I thought of a question I, about um, I need to revive a old cactus that I had. Man, it set, I planted it 50-some years ago, and it, the freeze wiped it out, but it come back with a little bitty sprout, and I want to know what is a good medium to put in a pot to get that thing going is and my question i guess specifically refers to is decomposed granite good for planting cactus in uh there's a lot of there's a lot of cactus mixes yeah i don't know how <laughs> some of them include some decomposed granite but i don't know yeah what i would do on that cactus is uh is leave it alone and just remove all the dead uh, pads and stuff that are around it and let that new growth come on out. That's not as satisfying, Jerry, as uh, oh. preparing a new, a new <laughs> situation. For well, you know, if, you, if, it's, if it's a small new growth. Well, this thing is about, all I got is about two inches of it. A little bitty pad come out. I've already put it in a darn pot. And I, I, all I had was regular potting mix, but I'm worried that holds too much moisture. Is it a clay pot or a plastic pot or a ceramic pot? No, it's a little pla- it's a plastic pot about a quart size. I don't know what you call it. Grab about a quart size. So that's the worst kind of. But pot. I can put it. <laughs> I can put it in anything. I have clay. I have everything. Clay clay would be a better choice. Okay. Um, I was with Jerry. I was going to say leave it there till it comes out with several pads and then make some. Uh, Too late. Nothing else is coming back. It's crispy critter all the way. Nothing. <laughs> the only thing I got two little shoots and I'm I'm hanging on. Yeah, is this a prickly pear cactus? No, it's a doggone. Uh, for want of a better term, it's a, like a blind cactus. It barely has any fuzzy. You know, it don't have any spines that stick you. They're just little old fuzz on there. Okay. Like it needs okay. a shave. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking if it's prickly pear, I'm surprised they're yeah, I wouldn't worry about that, no. But this just has a, just because I've I moved it somewhere, you know, over in the early 70s, I just feel like I want to try to give it another shot. But yeah. uh, anyway, so if I put... But going back to the to the clay pot, no problem with that. I'll do, I can do that today. But should I change the the mix it's in and put some 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 decomposed granite or something else in there, or just stick with what I got? My assumption is you're gonna make things worse. 
Yeah. So stick with uh, what I got in there, then. Stick with what you got, and then control control your watering. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So don't water because it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. You need to actually poke your finger in. But the clay will help since it's porous. It'll allow uh, some of the moisture to evaporate out, even if it does stay wet. But uh, yeah, don't. watch the don't no, don't have it out for the rain. Um, <laughs> and then you got to control yourself when you got a water hose in your hand. Yeah, the only way to kill a cactus is over water or water it, or in the case. Some of them by those freeze temperatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All righty. Thanks. Good question. All right. Thank you, John. All right. 210-308-8867. We're almost out of time. Uh, Trace, you want to kind of help us wrap it up and tell people what to and come on out here? They can... Um, cool lots, weather, cool lots, weather vegetables. Yeah. Uh, it seems like we have a mammogram thing coming up pretty, we do. pretty soon. I don't remember. That it was the 16th, I think. I think that might be right. Uh, October. October. Yeah. Uh, so that'll tie right on in with our Halloween stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a... 15th or the 16th. Um, might be a Lions Club in there somewhere, too. Probably, yeah. And uh, I'm so going to do the do what do I the, suggest do the, and do go to nursery.com to find out. Uh, cool weather vegetables. It's time to do it, even though it's not really cold outside. Uh, but you should uh, should be successful doing it now. Yeah, they'll take the heat. We selected them to take the heat. Watch for the roly-polies. Everybody <laughs> always thinks they're cute, but uh, yeah. they, they are super destructive. Well, they've been. <laughs> oh, you quail. The bee, uh, How could something that little be super destructive? Have the BT ready. so cute. Yep, they'll oh, have, have the BT, BT right. for the caterpillars. And then October 1st, we have turf grass, basics, and shade trees. Who's um, our man, David? Um, yes. Okay. Okay, good. And then we have the blood drive coming up at the end of the month, the blood drive. No? Okay. It works Trace, for me. Okay. Trace is just looking at me. The uh, end of this month or end of End of October. Month? So October is going to be busy. And then when do you think the maze will be done? Theoretically, theoretically, yes. Theoretically, the maze, the, all that we can do is done. The, oh, okay. The decorations—that's a different story. Okay, and that may be like an ongoing. That's all. That's a always ongoing. Okay. Even even to Halloween Day, it's ongoing. Oh, cool. Okay, so <laughs> if I come next last Saturday, I may see something new this Saturday. It's certainly possible, or, right. or done differently, or. Um, and then hopefully the hay is somewhere around the 15th to 20th. Yeah. Uh, that's going to depend a lot on the rain. But. Yeah, I'm, I'm not enthusiastic because there's no rain in the forecast. That doesn't stop the hay, though. No, it doesn't. Well, <laughs> the, hay may- the, the lack of rain did not stop the hay maze. It just changed the look. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll have to walk back there and see the pallets. I haven't seen it. I saw the caution tape. Well, it's, that's because we don't want anybody yeah, walking no, through yeah, there. That's what so. I was like. Okay, I, so we ran through it with sanders and hammers and uh, all kinds of things to make oh, sure it's, it's safe. Smart. All right. Well, we're going to begin to wrap it up now. But you've been listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're back tomorrow. Come on out and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And uh, you'll find lots of your gardening friends here as well. On behalf of Trace and Dr. Finch and Dr. Parsons, thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks, of course, to you for listening. Uh, we will see you tomorrow back here at Millburgers on 930 AM, The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.